0: Thank you. That was a great introduction. I don't know if I deserve it. I think you all were expecting Carl Eller from the Minnesota Vikings. I hope you're not disappointed. (laughs) He was a great football player. You know I I'm gonna maybe speak in short sentences and then maybe leave it open for some questions because you might have something you might want to ask of me. But you know I am an entrepreneur. I guess I started at an early age and I guess everybody starts from adversity And I guess I started because I was awfully hungry, and I had to support my family, or a family that was divorced. And so I said to myself, I guess that's how I started it all, and that's where I started from. Now, when I went to college, I made more money going to college than I did for the first 10 years I got out of college in my business career. So again, it just shows what you can do when you do things like that. Now, I've heard all these things, and I'm glad I'm not the last one on this program, because It would mean that you might have heard all the things that go on and all the thread that goes through people of achievement and people that achieve success but I would like to just list a number of things here that I have lived my life by and I believed in some principles that I think maybe all of you probably believe in and probably will do in the future but the first thing you got to do you got to believe in the system our system the free enterprise system happens to be the greatest system in this country today or in this world today. It has brought us the highest standard of living of anywhere. So you've got to believe in it because it's good and it's sound. Secondly, you have to have the ability to accept failure. You learn by your mistakes and anybody that doesn't make mistakes usually isn't doing anything. Thomas Edison made a number of mistakes before he invented all those inventions Bell did the same thing, and I imagine every scientist in the world fails miserably before he ends up with that one success. The third thing is when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's very important. Don't give up when you start losing, because you can always win. You turn that adversity into success. The next thing is be a leader. We in business always look ourselves as management. I look on my card here and it says business management. I don't know anything about management. But I do know something about leadership. You know, I always remember, you don't manage a horse to water. You lead them. <laughs> and that's very important. You let, you let the horse do the thinking. The next thing is set goals. And don't be afraid to take a risk. A risk leads to rewards. You've got to be hardworking, but you've got to look at the risk. You've got to calculate that risk. And most of us look at it from a downside factor, and we say to ourselves, is it willing to take that risk? I happen to be, as, as they announced, uh, uh, said, that we merged our company with the Gannett Corporation. The Gannett Corporation now is probably taking one of the great risks in business by the publishing of USA Today, taking on a new type national newspaper in a country that is fragmented with numerous types of publications and communications to try to change the newspaper industry. And they've taken a great risk. They've looked at that thing from a risk-reward situation. Now, they might not make it, That thing might fail, but they have taken the risk because they see a big reward out there if it works. The next thing you gotta think about is your ethics, your integrity, and your self-respect. Never lose that. I think one of the great failures that has happened recently that hurts the business community is the case of John DeLorean. There was a man who had a great idea He started to try to implement it, but he had one big mistake. He was afraid to fail, and when he was afraid to fail, he took a circuitous route to try not to fail, and that was wrong. The last and not least is believe in God and your family and try to make the world a better place. Whatever you do, it will happen. I've done a little bit of that at the University of Arizona where I grew up, went to college, and they were very good to me. I have started a school of entrepreneurship, and it's something that was good for me, and I hope that I can train or teach some of these kids entrepreneurship, which is something maybe you can't train or teach, but also we can study the private market economy and give that kid an opportunity to go forward in life. Thank you very much. Mr. Eller, uh, what, looking back in your earlier years, what do you feel was the greatest risk you had taken in which you had placed uh, a significant amount of assets you had in jeopardy? Well, it was very simple. When I was in, I started out in the advertising agency business, the marketing world. I was working for an advertising agency in Chicago, Illinois. And one morning, I think it was a Sunday morning, I was at home. I got a call from a very famous individual by the name of John Kluge of Metro Media, who maybe you read about recently. I had worked for John Kluge previous years in the past. He called me on the phone and he said, Carl, I'd like to sell the outdoor advertising, my outdoor advertising company in Phoenix, Arizona. I know you're from Arizona. I think you would make a good uh, participant in the in the outdoor advertising business I'd like to see you get in business on your own would you be interested and I said John what are you talking about and he said well uh, it's we're gonna sell it and five for five million dollars and you know you got 30 days in order to to do the deal and he says that uh, I've got another offer but I'd rather sell it to you I said John you got to be nuts uh, how can I raise five million bucks I don't even have peanuts he says, well, give it a try. And I said to my wife, I said, Demony Christmas, what an opportunity, but how the heck c- can I do it? And believe me, if I knew what I know today about money and financing and business, I probably wouldn't have tried it. <laughs> but, not, but not knowing any better, I, I went out and started visiting every bank in Chicago, tried to talk about financing a billboard company. <laughs> well, that isn't easy. Back in 1962, uh, you know, billboards, who knew anything about billboards? Some thought they were a blight on the landscape, who, you know, these pictures and things like that. And they sit there, one day they're there, one day they're gone. What's the security of a billboard company? Well, I, I got so riled up and believed in this thing, I went in up and got a friend of mine at Pricewaterhouse who... We we both figured out the numbers and the projections, and we, we did our homework, and I learned from scratch. Finally, it was frustrating. It was about the 20th day, and I still hadn't achieved what I was hoping to do. And I finally went to the Harris Bank in Chicago, who was a friend of mine at, at there, and I had listed on a piece of yellow sheet of paper my wife, my two kids, everything I owned. <laughs> and I said to him, I said... Robert, this is what I've got to do. I've got to do this thing. I believe in it. we can make it. I want to pledge everything I own to the bank. <laughs> and And this is a true story. It worked. <laughs> the bank loaned me the money, and i I went on to to start the company, and that's how I started my my career. and 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 it was uh, it was it was a little bit of luck, but uh, I guess it took a little bit of guts, too it seems like you've had all kinds of learning experiences but is there one that stands out in your mind when you were first beginning i'm interested in business and i was curious about it if you had a mentor of some kind oh i never had a mentor i, I guess i i learned a lot by by just my own ingenuity i gather or i guess they tell you that you learn everything in your first six years of your life uh, your brain cells seem to absorb much more in that Time period than they do after that. They also tell me you don't anything you memorize you don't remember. It's what you what you've gotten into your brain in those first six years. But the one thing that sticks out in my life is not a business thing, but a but a kind of a sports situation, which I I believe helps you in in business. But I was a I was a freshman in high school trying out for the high school football team in Tucson, Arizona. And the Tucson High School was the only high school in town, and it was a big high school. It had about 2,500 students. And um, I was a freshman, and I went out, and I was a little bit late, I guess, getting there, and I didn't get a uniform. I got a helmet and a pair of shoulder pads, but that was all. And I was a freshman, and, you know, there's about 400 kids trying out for the team or something like that. And... um, I don't know, for some unknown reason, I got put as a safety man on a defensive team uh, just to stand there and be in place and not do anything because I really didn't have a uniform. I just had a pair of shoulder pads. But being a kid growing up and playing sandlot football and everything, you're tougher than nails because you, you tackle, play tackle football without pads. Well, this one star of the team, you know, they were scrimmaging, and I, he got loose, and I nailed him. Uh, and, you know, they thought it was a mistake. You know, the second time around, that guy came and I tackled him again. And then we went on, and then as I was getting dressed and having a a drink of water, the coach came up to me and said, What is your name? And I told him my name. And he said, "Uh, Have you ever played fullback? And I said, No, I never played fullback. I wanted to be the quarterback. And uh, uh, he... He, he ran his finger down my back, and I remember this distinctly because it was it changed my life, I guess, completely. He ran his finger down my back, and he said, You're it. I didn't know what he meant by that. I went home that night. The next morning I came, they gave me a uniform. They called out the, the first team on the, on, the, on the scrimmage session that day, and there I was at fullback. And it was, it was, I don't know what got into me, but that coach somehow or another saw what he saw in me and gave me the confidence that i went and played fullback for that guy and i would run through a brick wall for that coach and he he led me he didn't he didn't teach me anything he led me to be what i think i am today again a true story (laughs) thank you very much